Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour, here we are, speeding towards the end of this calendar year, so glad that time is an illusion, the turning of the page is a a marker that uh, is actually helpful to us, Uh, if we're leaving the past behind, it's helpful, like, oh, that was so last year all that upset, that anger, that resentment, that hurt, that fear, that doubt, that worry was so last year. So, yeah, I'm really feeling guided by the Holy Spirit to um, just help everyone, including myself, of course, to let go and move on. I am so ready to... uh, I'm just excited about what I feel is coming in 2018. Seriously, it just feels awesome. So, let's begin with the prayers we always do. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray. (laughs) So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and steep ourselves in the holiness, the wholeness, the beauty, the peace, the harmony, the joy, the freedom, the divine love active in our heart, in our mind, taking this breath of love and gratitude, so grateful and thankful that right where we are, there is eternal peace available to us 24-7, and we're claiming it. So grateful here and now to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and to consciously let go of all anger, all doubt, all fear, all worry. So grateful to let it go. So grateful to move along. So grateful. So grateful. So grateful. Yes. So grateful to consciously attune to infinite love healing us now. The power of love is awake and alive in our mind, in our heart, in our relationships, in every aspect of our life and being. And we're so grateful and thankful to know that it's so. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we release all the causes of upset, known and unknown, felt and not felt, recognized and unrecognized, so grateful to let it go. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. So we're going to talk about anger and uh, transforming anger. I, uh, in, oh, I don't know when it was, maybe 15 years ago, I began to think of myself in a wizardly way. I feel that I've had many expressions, not incarnations per se, but other expressions in other dimensions as a wizardly person and uh, wizardly being and uh, in this lifetime one of the uh, things for me is I feel extremely aligned with the Ascended Master Saint Germain who um, is the avatar of the uh, Aquarian Age right this is the dawning of the age of Aquarius Aquarius so um and, and Jesus was the avatar of the Piscean Age, which right now we're in the shifting of the ages, uh, still in that shifting of the ages period. So we're moving into the, we've been moving into the new age for decades now. It's a, it's a process and spirit. None of this is in A Course in Miracles. Um, but this is my understanding. And uh, uh, so... I um, I say all this to say that uh, we are 
truly moving into this golden age of enlightenment, this time of awakening that Jesus tells us about in A Course in Miracles, and uh, that we're all headed in this direction. None of us is going to miss the boat, not a one. Not one, no one left behind, no child left behind. And I love that. And uh, I am feeling so strongly the quickening. And uh, what I witness in the many, many, many people that I talk with, that are counseling clients, that are in uh, the Masterful Living community, the Power of Love ministry community, uh, the many spiritual teachers that I'm friends with and that I talk with, we're all feeling the quickening, and the quickening shows up in two distinct ways. Life getting easier, lighter. Uh, it's, it's easier to see the difference between the choice for love and the choice for separation. It's easier to see the thoughts of separation lack and limitation and uh, attack and littleness it's easier to see the choices for extending love and compassion and kindness and generosity and so uh, the ego is clinging more intently of course to the lack attack limitation and separation thoughts and beliefs and so for those who are riding the edge it's like being pulled in two different directions not pleasant it's think of one of the most famous torture devices in history, in human history, uh, the rack where you're pulled in two different directions, you're stretched, right? It's horrifyingly painful. So we can be on that rack emotionally, mentally, and um, spiritually. And I have to say, I was in that space for quite a while, and, uh, oh, it was, it was really unpleasant, extremely unpleasant and what I have witnessed and I'm so glad for my own really deeply painful uh, frustrating confusing despairing experiences because I get it now I understand it now I can see I have perspective and uh, remember pain is a wrong perspective Right, So I have a better perspective now, ever-increasing loving perspective. So I can look back upon the ways in which I tortured my mind, I tortured myself and everyone around me. And I can see now others doing the very same things that I did and um, where those those behaviors would have annoyed me tremendously in the past. I have so much love and compassion now. I can go right into prayer now. I can be at peace around it now. And um, and I can share a few helpful tips. And anger was my thing. Because anger was, before I understood the power of love to transform my life, to heal everything, every misperception, before I understood the amazing, miraculous, constant, never-ceasing, always-happening power of love to heal the deepest, darkest, gnarliest things. Uh, and I say that because I've worked with people who have uh, literally been tortured, physically tortured, mentally tortured, emotionally tortured, and, um, and witnessed them have extraordinary, miraculous healing through the power of forgiveness. Um, and so all this experience where when I was in the midst of it was my own personal hell from which I was just literally practically... <laughs> Literally, practically. Well, no, those two don't go together. But anyway, <laughs> this is how it felt to me. Sometimes I say literally when I when it's about how I feel because it's an illusion. There is no real <sighs> realness, literalness in this world. But anyway, um, I, I was virtually <laughs> in my mind clawing at the walls, right, uh, trying to get out, um, like 
yeah, like a cat trying to get out of your arms when it doesn't want to be held, you know, just trying to get out, get away. And um, that's how I felt a lot of the time. And then I would wear myself out and just feel helpless and hopeless. So now I'm so grateful for every morsel of that experience because I learned so much and I can be truly helpful. And that's what I aspire to be 100% of the time, and I'm grateful. So we're going to talk about anger. I've learned so much about anger, uh, uh, maybe about a dozen years ago, maybe longer, 15 20 years ago, yeah, actually, probably around 91, I was going for a walk with my dad up in Maine at uh, our our family sanctuary up in Maine and uh, on Deer Isle, and um, he was saying, yeah, you were, you were just an angry kid, and um, as though that was my nature. And uh, it took me a long time to realize that the anger was actually uh, a rejection of what was going on because I was so afraid that what was going on was going to increase my sense of hurt and loss and longing and despair. So I couldn't handle feeling the level of loss and hurt and despair that I felt, even as a child. So instead, I would burst into anger. And my parents, because they loved me so much, and they had been raised by controlling parents, they really tried to control me. But My nature is to not have an outside authority. That my nature is to have my own spirit be the authority in my life. So one of the things that uh, is talked about in uh, the course uh, is the authority problem, right? Uh, who's the authority? And, uh, in fact, in, uh, chapter three, uh, section six, it's called judgment and the authority problem. Uh, and, uh, just see here. And, um, it says here, in, in this section three, you're very fearful. This is paragraph four. So we're in uh, chapter three, section six, paragraph four. You're very fearful of everything you have perceived. You are very fearful of everything you have perceived, but have refused to accept. So this is actually referring to being fearful of uh, being loving, of being one, recognizing the one mind, extending love and compassion to our brothers and sisters because we recognize we're one with them and share the same mind. So you're very fearful of everything you've perceived but have refused to accept. You believe that because you've refused to accept it, you've lost control over it. This is why you see it in nightmares or in pleasant disguises, in what seem to be your happier dreams. Nothing that you have refused to accept can be brought into awareness. It is not dangerous in itself, but you have made it seem dangerous to you. When you feel tired, it's because you've judged yourself as capable of being tired. And I bring this up now, or Spirit brings it up now to us, because we're coming into, um, in in the Western, uh, here in um, 
the northern hemisphere, right, for some of us, it's the darker time of the year. It depends how far north you are and things like that. And so people are having experiences of seasonal affected disorder. And um, it's one of the things I talk about with people that they go through and, um, it, and they get counseling around. And um, that SAD, seasonal affected disorder, because of the shorter a day's less light, more darkness, which, by the way, is very directly related to serotonin production. And serotonin is the happy chemical that your body makes. And um, people who drink a lot of alcohol and eat a lot of sugar can mess up their uh, people who are drug addicted and things like that, even co- a lot of coffee and stuff. It affects your serotonin production. So it affects your experience of happiness it, chemically. And since most of us are happiness we're not yet at the point where we feel this all-encompassing constant joy, which is our true nature. So we're still experiencing happiness because, oh, I feel so happy because um, I got a new toy. I feel so happy because I got a raise. I feel so happy because my sweetheart uh, sent me a sweet text or my child got straight A's or things like that. So happiness that's conditional. Um, So when most of our happiness comes from conditions, that serotonin production is really key. So just FYI, serotonin production comes through your digestive system. So if you feel like you're not getting enough serotonin, um, you can do a cleanse. And there's a wonderful uh, thing that I did years ago, and I think it's still on my events page, called Pray and Clear. And it was all about um, increasing your serotonin through cleansing. And i got to tell you, having done a cleanse at the holidays many, many, many years, um, oh, it's the best time to do a cleanse. Because then it's just like, yeah, no sugar for me. I'm on a cleanse and um, no alcohol for me. I'm on a cleanse. And so it just makes all the choices easy. And you can always go to holiday parties and they've always got crudite and, and uh, other things that you can enjoy instead. So FYI. Anyway, I digress. So <laughs> when you feel tired, it's because you've judged yourself as capable of being tired. When you laugh at someone, it's because you've judged him as unworthy. Uh-huh. Anybody you're laughing at lately? I I laugh at the absurdity of things that happen in the news. Uh because there's some wackadoo stuff happening in the news. But let's not judge anyone as unworthy, unless we would like to perpetuate our own deep sense of unworthiness, right? When you laugh at yourself, you must laugh at others, if only because you cannot tolerate the idea of being more unworthy than they are. So what about, this is something I've cultivated over the years, to be able to laugh at the absurdity of life, at the craziness of the ego, to be able to laugh at it, you know, to be able to say, oh my God, how crazy is this? Listen, I totally talked myself into believing I'm not good enough. I'm completely unlovable. How crazy is that? Because if you think of someone you love and that you adore and you treasure and you cherish, And you think, maybe at some point in their life, maybe even right now, they talk themselves into being, uh, that they believe they're unlovable, and just to go, ha, 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 so not true. Oh my gosh, they're so lovable, it's so absurd. (sighs) Dogs are such a good teacher about lovability, right? They, They don't doubt their lovability. 
All this makes you feel tired because it is essentially disheartening. You're not really capable of being tired, but you are very capable of wearying yourself. The strain of constant judgment is virtually intolerable, right? Certainly not walking the talk is virtually intolerable. It is curious that an ability so debilitating, right, the ability to judge constantly, so debilitating would be so deeply cherished. And that was me. Textbook me. Yet, if you wish to be the author of reality, you will insist on holding on to judgment, right? If you insist on... Being the creator of your world, the maker of your world, you will insist on holding on to judgment. That's just so me, so me in my former, my former way. Well, you, you will also regard judgment with fear, believing that it will someday be used against you because do unto others as you would have done unto you because what you do to others will be done to you. This belief can exist only to the extent you believe in the efficacy of judgment as a weapon of defense for your own authority, right? So that's the authority problem, right? We defend our own authority. A little bit later in um, section six here in chapter three, I've spoken of different symptoms, and at that level, there's almost endless variation. There is, however, only one cause for all of them, the authority problem. This is the root of all evil. The root of all evil is the authority problem. Every symptom the ego makes involves a contradiction in terms because the mind is split between the ego and the Holy Spirit so that whatever the ego makes is incomplete and contradictory, right? So we feel so bad because we feel so unworthy, yet we keep doing it because it makes us feel so right, because we believe it, it makes us feel right, while it also makes us feel wrong. Oh, right? You hear Homer Simpson going, don't! Oh, my gosh. Ah. So, let's jump to anger now, right? Because it's related to the authority problem. And spirit is going to tell us how. Ah. <sighs> Yes, indeed. Oh, let's see here. So, I'm going to just share some things I've learned about myself. Um, and we're going to look at Chapter 6, The Lessons of Love, right in the beginning. The relationship of anger to attack is obvious. But the relationship of anger to fear is not always so apparent. Anger always involves projection of separation, which must ultimately be accepted as one's own responsibility rather than being blamed on anger, on others. Anger cannot occur unless you believe that you have been attacked, that your attack is justified in return and that you are in no way responsible for it. Anger cannot occur unless you believe that you have been attacked, that your anger is justified in return, and that you are in no way responsible for it. So you see, this is just another way of saying responsibility. Responsibility for sight. Right, page 448 in the text. Responsibility for sight. I am responsible for all that I see and all that is, is just as I wish it would be. Right, that's my little shorthand, uh, rhyming reminder that taking responsibility is my way out of hell. Not to the ego. No, not to the ego. But to the spirit, it is the way. It is the way, the truth, and the life of our spirit. T 
taking responsibility. So I'll just share some of my own um, walk with this and uh, what I teach in Masterful Living. And uh, by the way, uh, Masterful Living registration is open. And so uh, you can register right now for 2018. I encourage you to make the commitment now. I, I really notice that the people who do that, it's like they're going through the holidays saying, oh, I, I've, I've got my, my 2018 is my breakthrough year. I'm ready. I'm rocking it. I'm rolling it. It's happening. And so, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and... So here's my experience, and this is what I I teach in Masterful Living, also in Finding Freedom. It's been such a boon to me, and nobody taught me this. I I I, I spirit taught me this. No no, I didn't get this from a book or something else. It really came to me through observing my own mind's uh, experiencing of ego attachment and insanity. So. What I realized was what I was speaking about at the beginning of the broadcast here, that the old hurts, the unresolved hurts, where I was being protective because I was afraid of being wounded again. Those old hurts coming up for healing because something triggered me and I was afraid of being hurt in the way I'd been hurt in the past. Mm, My sinuses are having a challenge as uh, the heat is coming on in the house and stuff like that. It's a challenge for me because I do so much talking. So that fear of being hurt and wounded again in the same ways that I'd been hurt and wounded in the past. Those triggers helped me to realize that the anger that I felt was actually an expression of that old wound coming up for healing, that the triggers, the things that triggered me into feeling irritated, frustrated, even mildly annoyed, as well as rage, like hysterical rage, because I used to really, I mean, when I was younger, I would throw things, I would occasionally hit people, I'd break things, I would just uh, rage and uh, be so mean and vicious and vindictive, obsessively, compulsively thinking attack thoughts just day in and day out, and my mind would just constantly be contemplating ways to get revenge and to attack and to belittle people and to get the better of them. I mean, it was really, really insidious, gnarly, unpleasant, deeply painful, and shameful. And... I learned that whether it was a mild frustration or irritation or whether it was a, a, a really raging anger, it came from the same thing. It came all from this unhealed wound of separation, of feeling not enough, of feeling left out, of feeling unworthy, unlovable, and all those things. It was really all from the same root cause. So Spirit placed it in front of me in my awareness and said, Sweetheart, darling, don't muck about with all the symptoms. Go to the root cause and heal it at the root cause.
cause so you never experience it again. I can show you how. Are you willing? And I won't say it was a literal conversation that I had with spirit, but it it was there. It came alive in my mind. That awareness dawned on me. So I'm going to take it up from here uh, after the break. I'm going to go into a break here. And uh, I'd like to invite you to do something on the break if you feel called to it. We're in a fundraising campaign. It's the first time we've ever done a fundraising campaign at the Power of Love Ministry like this. We have some people who came forward and put up $25,000 in order to spur a matching campaign. And so we're looking to match $25,000 so that we can, if we can raise $25,000, we double it. And so we have, uh, as of today, we've got a week left. Uh, and so we're on this campaign to open up that whole $25,000. And it's been a wonderful outpouring. So many people, five, ten, twenty dollars, thirty dollars, fifty dollars. We've had people donate a thousand dollars. all different kinds of amounts of dollars and um, or what translates into dollars, pounds into dollars, euros into dollars, all different currencies from all over the world, people contributing what they can to support more free classes and more support for more people around the globe and And we're really being called to support more people and to offer more. And that requires more administrative staff. It requires more uh, just ways to let people know. Uh, One of the great things you can do if you just like to help but not contribute money is just to like our posts, comment on our posts at Facebook. Those comments really help support more people seeing uh, those things at Facebook, which saves us on advertising because we do – Facebook is one of the main things that we do advertising with. And so, yeah – So I'm inviting you to make a contribution. Uh, If you see it on Facebook, please do that. Powerofloveministry.net is another place where you can... uh, Powerofloveministry.net dot net dot net <laughs> jenniferhadley.com livingacourseofmiracles.com all these feed into the power of love ministry it's all charitable donation it's all tax deductible and it's all in support of us being able to offer more free things to more free people so if you like the living a course of miracles classes the radio show if you like the a course of miracles app uh, we'd like to start up the free text messages but we can't afford it right now um and so all these things uh, support people all over the world in remembering to let the anger go to let the resentment go to let the past go and to simply extend love to forgive to practice non-judgment so we're full on at the power of love ministry and your contributions make it possible it really could not happen without your contributions so thank you i'm jennifer hadley you're listening to a course in miracles on unity online radio where we're living the love we're walking the talk and i'll be right back Experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love. 
Be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Welcome back. So I was talking about the fundraising campaign, and I realized I need to tell you that we have raised, we've raised uh, around, I'm not sure of the exact number right this minute, because money is coming in uh, throughout the days, but it's uh, we've raised about $16,000, and we have about $9,000 left to go, and it's Giving Tuesday. As I record this live, uh, and I'd love to have it all raised today. It's my birthday today, so it's a great birthday present. And uh, thank you for your love and support, however you express it and share it. It means everything to me, because truly you are my answered prayer. People practicing A Course in Miracles Walk in the talk, living the love. That's my answered prayer. So thank you. Thank you. Yes. So I'd like to share some of my own learning here about anger. Uh, because I used to be so angry all the time. And uh, it was exhausting. And because of being angry and attacking and shaming and blaming so much of the time, judging, judging, judging. You all know my judging song, judge, 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 judge. <laughs> and uh, that that's the song I, I used to use to uh, change my tune when I was judging. I'd just start singing that song and it would make me laugh and, and help me change the channel in my mind. But I have to say, it's great to be able to change the channel, but it's even better to get that channel off of the possibilities. That's even better. So I still get annoyed and frustrated and irritated uh, and tweaked. There's no question about that. I'm not there 100%. But where I used to get annoyed and frustrated all day long, it it's it's not like that at all anymore. Probably every day I get frustrated by something. Uh, can't get this package to open. Oh, the drawer won't close. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and frustrated with people, but not so much anymore. Much more likely to be frustrated because of, oh, I'm going to be late, and oh, they blocked the road, and now I don't know which way to go, things like that. But even all those frustrations and irritations... They're all born of that same sense of separation. They're all born of this belief that we're not loved, that we're separate, that we've been given the boot from heaven. The relationship of anger to attack is obvious, but the relationship of anger to fear is not always so apparent. So, the anger, it comes from really we're afraid that this hurt that we feel, that we've hurt ourselves, we've wounded ourselves because we rejected God. And then we project it out onto God and say, no, I didn't reject God. God rejected me. But God can't reject us. It's not even possible. How could God reject itself? And what does it even mean? It's just ego insanity. It's ego fantasy. It is the delusion 
that we experience in the illusion. And if we can look at people who appear to be angry, who appear to feel angry and are acting from anger, frustration and irritation, right? And this was me, I I grew up where people around me would get angry and frustrated. It happened to me last week. Someone was angry and frustrated because they got triggered and because I was seemed to be the one who triggered them through something I said, though I had zero intention to do anything but share love and extend love, and I was crystal clear about that, Um, they took it in a different way than I meant it, and they insisted that they were right about how I meant it, and that they knew my mind when of course they didn't, but I understand projection is perception, perception is projection, and so they got tweaked and irritated, and they decided that it was my fault, because what I said was the cause of their irritation, or so they believed. And I used to do that all day long. I'm irritated because of what you did. I'm irritated because of what you said. I'm irritated because of what's happening in the world. And it took me the longest time to realize, oh, I'm never upset for the reason I think. And in truth, in fact, I'm only ever upset because of the meaning I make of it. Who's in charge of the meaning I make of it? I am. Bullshit. I am the meaning maker. Right? The ego is the meaning maker. So that's why I had to say to the ego, ego, stop it. Enough already. You're making me sick. You're making me sick with anger and resentment and frustration. You're ruining my relationships. Dude, enough. So I started to say to the ego, shh, shh, like petting a barking dog, you know, that's not going to bite you. You're just petting that barking dog. Calm down. I get it. You feel threatened. You feel really, really threatened right now, trying to protect yourself right now. I totally get it. I totally, totally get it. Yeah, I do, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. Yeah, I get it. Oh, yeah. Golly gee. I so completely get it. Oh. So, learning to say to myself, sweetheart, darling, there's other options here. There's other choices. People ask me, one of my most frequently asked questions is, how can I learn to love myself? How can I learn to love myself? When it's this, the simplest way to learn to love ourselves is when we feel upset to be gentle, to be kind, like we would be with an upset child that we adore, that we care for. So I'm just going to invite you to turn within for a moment. And think of a person that you adore. And maybe think of a child. If you've ever had that that feeling for a child that you just adored them. Just thought, oh, you precious, precious being. Let me, let me love you and care for you. Let me uh, bring you just delights of the world and shared experiences of joy and sweetness and safety and kindness and happiness and playfulness and magnificence and delightfulness. Let me share all the good in this world with you. If you ever had that experience of feeling that way about another human being at any age, let me adore you and share the sweetness of life with you for real and the way you would speak to that person that you absolutely adored how would you speak to them when they were upset and frightened and hurt and crying out for love 
right? Maybe you would pet them and say, Darling, sweetheart, darling, I love you. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Those are some of the the nicest things that we can say to people. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm with you. Right? Turning on the light in the darkness. I love you, my darling. We can do that with ourselves. We can speak that way to ourselves. I learned that, and it's been so helpful to me. Because it addresses that inner child. It addresses that inner child who feels frightened and upset. Um, one of the things that I we look at in Masterful Living is the Ho'oponopono teaching of forgiveness, the ancient Hawaiian teaching that uh, really was brought to the West by Dr. Hugh Lin. His name is his last name is two words H E W L E N Hugh Len. Um, his first name is a beautiful Hawaiian name E Haleakale, and um, Dr. Hugh Len has some wonderful videos at YouTube, and one of them he has is an inner child meditation. You can easily find it at YouTube, and you know what this. This, uh, as the holidays are coming around, and for some people it's darker, shorter days, longer nights, lots of pressure sometimes at the holidays, lots of memories of uh, deeply frightening and unhappy uh, experiences around the holidays with stressed out parents or feeling stressed out yourself, feeling separate from your family, all these triggers coming up. It's um, really valuable and helpful to us to nurture the inner child that's feeling agitated and separate, unloved and unlovable. And so being able to speak to ourselves in this way and to say things like, darling, sweetheart, I love you. You're precious. God loves you. Darling, sweetheart, if if you have a tendency to chastise yourself and to go into self-attack and belittling yourself, one of the ways that you can totally turn it around is to say, darling, sweetheart, you are loved, you are precious, you are beloved. Darling, sweetheart, you're doing the best you can. Things are getting better. Darling, sweetheart, let's take a breath. Let's take a pause, right? My friend Mary Gerard Lenehan does this uh, beautiful teaching of pause. And, and that's really vital to our being able to transform the anger. So there is a divine alchemy that we can do transforming anger into the gateway for more peace, more love, more joy. So if you are anything like me, where I used to be so angry and so attacking, jealous, hurt, afraid, uh, malicious, uh, seriously, and um, uh, unkind, doing all of that negative behavior towards myself and others, on a near constant basis, my mind was tuned to um, uh, the radio station of attack, 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 lack and attack. And uh, I, I tell you, I just was constantly creating experiences of lack and attack. So I, I really helped to talk myself out of that by beginning to say, sweetheart, Good job. You practiced patience there. That was amazing. And I would do victory dance. Throw my arms up in the air. Victory! Yes, I am victorious. The I am that I am is victorious as me. Because just now, I felt irritated. And I noticed it. And instead of choosing To act from the irritation, I decided to take a pause, 
take a breath and say, Holy Spirit, help me now. Help me to transform this upset like a divine alchemist, like the spiritual alchemist that I truly am, like the wizard that I am. And so I learned this spiritual alchemy, this divine alchemy of transforming the anger, the fear, and the hurt into opportunities to extend love and patience and kindness and generosity of spirit. To me, generosity of spirit is one of the most important things that I decided to cultivate. And yes, being generous is related to uh, being helpful to others. Yes, being generous is being... um, complimentary it's being generous is extending patience and love to others that's what being generous is it's generosity of spirit then when people are going through a hard time and they're acting out and they're really angry and they're attacking and they're malicious i can tell you from my personal experience and from counseling so many people people who act out that way they only do it because they are deeply deeply wounded It's a cry for love. Let's answer the cry for love with generosity of spirit and not contribute to that person's identification with the wound. Let's help them let it go. So we see them as the precious expression of God's love that they truly are and then we can do the same thing for ourselves because there's only one. So we can be an alchemist and transform the anger to harmonious living. And then because we're demonstrating it all the time, always teaching the efficacy of our choices, then we're teaching only love because that is what we are. And for me, my experience of it has transformed my whole life from one of an angry, rageful, constant pick, 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 to praising, generous, kind, and feeling good about myself because I'm extending love. Love is my true identity, so that's how I feel my true identity is extending love. So the people who are given a cry for love, they... They're helping us to practice extending love. Let's not miss any opportunities. And they don't have to be right in front of us. They can be on a magazine cover or in television. They can be on a song on the radio. Seriously. They can be walking down the street. We're driving by. We can drive by and give them a blessing. So, let's take that breath of love and gratitude together. So grateful and so thankful that we are divine alchemists transforming anger to harmony. Transforming all that is false into that which is true and real and permanent and eternal. We are perfect love and this is our true nature. So, I'm grateful and thankful that we're consciously attuning to the love Love is the only power in this world. The power of love is healing us now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for your love and support, for all the birthday wishes I've been receiving. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the generous donations. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so, so grateful you're in my life. God bless you. I love you. Mwah.